listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via our contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoyed this program, please consider supporting us by joining the Vintage Radio Club. All Vintage Radio Club members get access to our Saturday program in which we present shows that are longer than our half-hour podcast which feature productions from Lux Radio Theater and Mercury Theater on the Air and more. If you join us on our Patreon page, you get more features like an exclusive I Love Old Time Radio sticker, access to our ad-free podcast, and more. Visit iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support for more details. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Tuesdays, it's the precursor to the I Love Lucy show, starring Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. This episode originally aired on April 22nd, 1949, and it's called Time Budgeting. It's time for Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Dunning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers tonight, we find a familiar domestic drama taking place. They're invited to the Atterbury's for dinner. George is standing in the downstairs hall, fully dressed with his top coat on. Liz is upstairs, going through an ancient ritual known to wives as getting ready to go out. And known to husbands as, what do they do up there that takes so long? Well, right now, George is looking at his watch for the 11th time. Liz, for heaven's sake, aren't you dressed yet? I'll be ready in a minute, dear. Well, hurry up. We're going to be late. I'll be ready in a minute, dear. Might as well read the paper. Liz, where's tonight's paper? I'll be ready in a minute, dear. No, I'll have to go up and supervise this job. Liz, you know the Atterbury's like us to be prompt. Now, what's keeping you? I'll be ready in a minute. Oh, hi, George. Oh, Liz, I thought you said you were all ready. I am. Well, you're going to look awfully silly at the dinner party in your slip. Now, George, I'm hurrying. Well, what have you been doing? You should have been ready an hour ago. Well, it's your fault. My fault? Yes, I wasted an hour stopping to tell you I'd be ready in a minute. (laughs) Well, what are you doing now? I'm fixing my nails. Oh, forget it and come on. Forget it? I don't have any polish on my right hand. Well, nobody will notice it. Nobody will notice it? Of course not. Keep your hand behind your back. Won't they wonder why I'm taking hands with my foot? <laughs> Believe me, Liz, it's more important to get there than to have your nail polish perfect. Oh, you don't care how I look when you're in a hurry. I do, too. How is my hair? Fine. Beautiful. It happens to be up in curlers. <laughs> well, it looks good to me. Now, now, please hurry, Liz. I'm practically ready, and you're not helping any. I'll get your dress out for you. Uh, which dress are you going to wear? I don't know. You don't know? Well, frankly, George, I have nothing to wear. <laughs> nothing to wear? You've got a whole closet full of clothes. Oh, what about that black one with the sequins? Oh, I can't wear that. Iris Atterbury has seen me in it. Well, what about the blue print that I like? Iris has seen me in that, too. 
Well, why don't you wear my long underwear? She hasn't seen you in that. Well, you're a big help. I guess I'll wear my green taffeta. Good, I'll get it. Here, Liz. Just a minute. What's the matter with you? We're late. I'm hurrying. You are not. You're just sitting there. And who are you waving at? I'm drying my nail polish. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Isn't there anything you can do while it's drying? Yes. Put a broom in my mouth and I'll sweep the floor. <laughs> Just for that, you take a cab. I'll meet you over there. Oh, honest, George, I'm rushing. Here, this hand is dry. I'll use it. Oh, Liz, look out! What are you doing with those pliers? Oh, they're not pliers. I'm curling my eyelashes. <laughs> the most frightening thing I've ever seen. Now, leave me alone, George, and I'll hurry. I don't understand it. Why does it take you two hours to get dressed and it only takes me 15 minutes? That's because you're a man. A man can get by with a minor repair job, but a woman has to completely overhaul her equipment. <laughs> well, let's not stand here arguing, Liz. We're late, and I'm famished. Oh, so am I. I'm starved. Come on, give me the dress. Yeah. I'll be ready in just... Oh, darn it! Now what's the matter? I smeared my nail polish. Now I'll have to do that hand over. Oh, no. Now, George, don't stand around making me nervous. Well, but Liz... Go downstairs and have a cigarette or something. Liz, we're invited there for dinner. Now hurry up. I'll be ready in a minute, dear. All right, George, I'm ready. George, where are you? George? I'm upstairs, Liz. What are you doing? I'll be ready in a minute, dear. <laughs> what? George Cooper, if you made me climb these stairs for some silly... George, why are you sitting there on the bed in your shorts? Well, I just got to thinking. Mr. Atterbury has seen me in my blue suit. <laughs> now, George, if you're trying to make fun well, of not me... only that, he's seen every tie I own. Oh, what can we do? Oh, stop being so smart and get dressed. Come on, George. We're horribly late. I'll be ready in a minute, dear. Now, what are you doing? I'm fixing my nails. Oh. <laughs> you like this color? It's called Bachelor's Carnation. My good bottle of Revlon. What did you pour it in the water glass for? Oh, I can't be bothered painting it on. I just dip my fingers in it. I get the joke, George. Now put your suit on. I'll be ready in a minute, dear. Oh, do me a favor, will you? What? Lend me your curler. My eyelashes are as straight as string. There we are, George. You're not so awfully late. Now, when we go in, we'll apologize for being late. I'll make some excuse. Well, tell them you had engine trouble. Well, just let me make the excuses. I can think of something better than that. Oh, George, look. Through the window. They're still in the living room. They haven't started eating. Thank goodness. <sighs> I'm starved. Yeah. You know, Atterbury had me in his office all lunch hour. I didn't have time to eat lunch either. I'm dying of hunger. Oh, I hope they had something good. Oh. Liz girl, George boy. <laughs> Mr. Atterbury. Good evening, sir. Come in, come in. We expected you a little earlier. Well, I'm sorry we're late, Mr. Atterbury. Uh, uh, we had engine trouble. Uh, really? Yes, the old wreck just couldn't seem to get going. <laughs> I don't like the way you put that. 
Well, come on into the living room. Iris is waiting. Oh, I'm so ashamed to keep you waiting. Hello, Iris. Liz, girl, George boy. Come in and sit down. Iris, I hope we haven't ruined your dinner. Oh, not at all. Of course not. It was delicious. Oh, half an hour ago. When we say seven o'clock, we mean it. <laughs> of course, I could have cooked this something for you. Even though she's already done the dishes and it's her night out and she's getting ready to go to the movies. Oh. Well, Iris, I hate to make her do it, but I'm so Thanks, darn... Iris, but we've eaten. But yes. We've eaten. When we saw how late it was getting, we had a snack while the mechanic was fixing the car. Oh. Well, it's a shame you didn't get here, Liz. We had your favorite meal. Really? Yes, sir. Pork chop. Pork chop? Yes, Rudolph said to have baked pork chop for Liz. Oh, thanks a lot. And you should have tasted the potatoes. I can taste them. <laughs> Delicious big baked ones, cut open and just full of butter. Big globs of cheese and butter. Big globs of cheese and butter? Yes, yes, and fresh tender asparagus tips with a creamy hollandaise sauce. Go on, go on. What else did you have? Well, let me up and I'll tell you. Come on, come on. What did you have for dessert? Liz, stop pushing him against the wall. Liz, are you sure you've eaten? Yes, we both have. Wipe your mouth where you're doing. Well, uh, maybe you'd like some after-dinner mint. Where are they? Oh, uh... I think I have room left for just one teeny, teeny little mint. Huh. Here you are. Thanks. Mm. Very tasty. Mm. It's very good, Iris. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Would you like some, George? Yes, please. I'll go refill the bowl. <laughs> now, uh, don't bother. Uh, would you care for a cigar, George? I'll take one. Oh. <laughs> you can't eat that, can you? <laughs> no, no. Oh, there's nothing like a good after-dinner cigar. Unless it's a good before cigar dinner. <laughs> well, uh, what shall we do this evening? I thought we could go to a movie. Oh, good idea. Uh, which movie would you like to see? Oh, anywhere where they sell popcorn. Stop it, Liz. Forget about food. Well, I'll do my best. Uh, say, here's a picture of the strand I've been wanting to see for some time. Well, good. We'll go there. What is it? Chicken every Sunday. Oh, no! Banana, George? No, Hank. I've had three. Who's in there? Oh, it's you, Mrs. Cooper, and Mr. Cooper. Okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Isn't it Atterbury Cedar? No, we got there too late, thanks to Mrs. Cooper. We've practically cleaned out your icebox, Katie. Mm. Oh, but I was just getting ready to do my hair when I heard you. I left the wave set in the bowl on the sink. I better get it out of the way before you eat it. <laughs> Wasn't that custard? <laughs> oh, no. No. Liz, get that silly smile off your face. I can't. My lips are setting away. <laughs> now, stop that. It won't hurt you. Look at us, Katie. Which stomach has the Tony? <laughs> Come on, silly. Good night, Katie. Good night. 
No, I'm glad we waited till now, George. I like having midnight snacks with you. Oh, go on, kiss me, George. Give me a good night snack. No. Ah, oh, you're not still mad at me for being late, are you, George? Well, wouldn't you be if you were me? Yes, but you're so much nicer than I am and so much more tolerant and just so wonderful. That's and enough. You... I get the idea. Well, don't be mad. What are we going to do about your being late all the time? Aren't you used to it by now? <laughs> no. How do you think it looks, Liz, when I'm late to my own boss's house? You think I can't manage my affairs. Well, it's just one of those things, George. Everybody in my family is late. I'm late, my mother's late, my grandmother's late. The only person who was ever on time was my late grandfather. <laughs> you have as much time every day as anyone else has. 24 hours. Who ever settled on 24 hours anyway? I'll bet it was a man. A woman would have known she'd need at least 26. Well, I'm starting a new system around here. You're going to start budgeting your time. What do you mean, budgeting my time? Well, allotting so much time to each thing you do. Budget like you do your money. Like I budget money? Uh, correct, and like normal people budget money. <laughs> You're not serious. Never more. I'll make a chart for you. Fifteen minutes for this, half an hour for that, ten minutes for something else. I'll need more than ten minutes for something else. <laughs> silly. George, George, if I go on this time budget... Will you, will you stop being mad at me? Hmm? Yes, I will. Now, now, I'll make up the chart right now. No, you don't. I got the next half hour budgeted already. What for? Smoothie. Ah, oh, come on, George. Let's not waste a minute. Katie, did you see this chart I sat to the kitchen door? Yes, I saw it. Oh, Mrs. Coover, you don't really expect me to stick to that silly time schedule. I'm afraid so, Katie. George, put his foot down. Well, I don't like to be told when to do what. Got something down for every minute of the day. It won't work. Oh, no, I don't know, Katie. It's worked fine for me so far this morning. I got up at ten of eight, had ten minutes to get dressed, and here I am in the kitchen at eight o'clock, just like it said. Yes, but you're still in your bathrobe. <laughs> well, it didn't say how I was to dress. Oh, well, let's go along with it for a while. Pretty soon you'll think up something else and forget all about it. Hey, Liz, is dinner ready? Katie's putting it on the table. Six o'clock shot. Pretty good, huh? Hey, that time budget idea is working fine, isn't it? Wonderful. Let's sit down now. Don't waste time. What is this? Roast beef, corn, potatoes, and over here, grapefruit, fried eggs, bacon, and toast. Well, you see, I have so much to do tomorrow morning. I'm saving time by serving breakfast tonight. Oh, George. Yes, sir. George, I have a confession to make. You were right and I was wrong. I knew you'd arrive at that conclusion. About what? Oh, you big ham. Just for that, I won't tell you. Yeah, was it about the time schedule? Yes. As much as I hate to admit it. It's been a week now and we get everything done and still have plenty of leisure. You're so smart. A man's got to run his home like his office. You're right. Just like an office. Come over and sit on my lap there. That's the way you run your office? That is. <laughs> oh, George. Let's get married. We are married. Oh, we couldn't be. I love you too much. Hold me, George. Tight it. Tight it. Tight it. Oh, but Liz. Go on. Pretend I'm a bunch of beasts and make borscht out of me. <laughs> oh, 
I'm glad I didn't marry anyone in her right mind. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, now, leave me alone, honey. I'm trying to do some bank work. But I've got two hours free time saved up. Kiss me. No. Just one kiss? All right, just one. Well, then I'll have to make it last two hours. <laughs> You wanted to see me, Mr. Atterbury? Oh, yes, yes. Come in and sit down, boy. I want to talk to you. Anything wrong, sir? No, no. As you know, George, Alexander, the fourth vice president of the bank, is leaving. I noticed his cup was missing from the water cooler. <laughs> yes, yes. And he needs more money. While he felt that the prestige of being vice president of a bank was fine, he wasn't meeting his expenses. So he left to accept a better job. He's going to be a school teacher. Smart move. Now, George, I must admit I had you chosen for the advancement to force vice president. But the other night when you were so late arriving at my house made me wonder. A man who can't run his own horse. Oh, I was afraid you'd think that, Mr. Atterbury, so I reorganized my whole house. You did? Yes, sir. I laid down the law. Nobody's late at my house anymore. I've got them on a strict timetable. Remarkable. George, if you've accomplished this, you're the man for the job. I've done it all right. Why, I've got Liz and Katie running around like a couple of trained seals. No. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, come on over and take a look. Uh, why don't you and Iris come to dinner tonight? We'll just do that. I'd like Iris to see it, too. If it works for seals, maybe it'll work for an old sea cow. <laughs> All right, now. Schedule. Yes, how did you know? Rudolph told me about it when he called to say we were having dinner with you tonight. Oh, Iris, it's just wonderful. You ought to try it. You get everything done and have loads of time for yourself. You, Benedict Arnold. What do you mean? You can't do this, Liz. We women have spent years convincing husbands that we don't have enough time to do our work. And now you want to ruin everything. Do you realize where this may end? Oh, now, wait a minute, Iris. George is doing this for my own good. I've been wasting a lot of time. Well, now I have more time for myself. Well, that's the way you feel. I must admire you for going through with it in spite of what George is saying about you at the bank. <laughs> oh, George is always saying cute things about me. What she said this time. Do nothing. <laughs> he told the boys he has you and Katie running around like a couple of plain seals. Oh, he didn't mean it like that. Of course not. <laughs> Just forget I said it, Liz. There's nothing to it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Plain seals, huh? Of course, it's none of my business, but uh, I'd have more self-respect than to let him get away with it. Plain <laughs> seals, huh? Liz, the thing for you to do is stop this before it gets out of hand. Don't you realize that? Brain seals, huh? <laughs> well, what do you say? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, you're giving in. I am not. Don't you know anything about seals? That was the battle cry. Oh, good girl. What are you going to do? Well, here's the first thing I'm going to do. That for his old time chart. That's the spirit. Iris, when you and Miss Atterbury come over tonight, get a good seat down front. You're going to witness the final performance of Professor Cooper's playing field. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
you really going ahead with our plans for tonight? I certainly am. Now, here comes Georgie, the Atterbury. Get to your post, Katie. The hour is here. Train fields of the world unite. Right in here, Mr. Atterbury. Hello, Iris. Hello, Atterbury. Hello, little girl. Hi, dear. Hey, don't I get a kiss? No time. Well, let's all go in the living room and talk for two minutes and 35 seconds. Oh. <laughs> you must be on a strict time schedule, boy. All right, everybody. Have a chair. How have you been, Mr. Atterbury? Well, I've been pretty well, thanks, Liz. I did have a touch of a cold last week, but the doctor suggested that... That's I all the time for you, Mr. Atterbury. How have you been, Iris? Sorry, Mr. Atterbury, you up all your time. Yeah. Uh, 6.59. We have one minute to get into the dining room. Everybody run. Come on, Mr. Atterbury. Uh, don't mind pulling me, Liz. I'm coming. Everybody sit down. She's already been served to save time. I hope it isn't too cold. Liz, let's not overdo this thing. Oh, my. It looks delicious. Yes, yes, it does. Chicken noodle. My favorite. Pardon me. Hand me that plate, please. But I haven't even started my soup. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Atterbury. Excuse me, Mr. Cooper. Now, wait a minute, Katie. You just brought it in. I can't help it. You've used up your soup time. <laughs> oh, it smells so good. Liz, I don't understand what's going on. George, it's your idea. Oh, pardon me, but what is this in my water glass? Let's see. Oh, it's a shirt button. Now, what were you saying, George? <laughs> Liz, Mr. Atterbury has a shirt button in his water glass. I know how it happened. To save time, we're doing the dishes and clothes together in the laundromat. Liz, would you step into the hall a minute? No time, George. We've got to start on our salad. How much time do we have for that? Uh, one minute and 23 seconds. Well, if you'll give me a paper sack, I'll take it home and eat it there. Now, Rudolph, don't blame Liz. This whole thing was George's idea. So I understand. George, boy, is this what you mean by a time schedule? No, this is ridiculous. The whole thing is being carried to a... Uh-oh, start... salad time's over. Bring in the new sauce, Katie. Coming. Well, I'm getting faster. I managed to snag half a radish. <laughs> no time for salt, of course. Here you are. Where's this meat? It's still frozen solid. It saves time, George. Swallow it like that and let it thaw out later in the evening. <laughs> That does it. I'm sorry, Mr. Atterbury. I guess you've decided about that job by now. I certainly have. It's yours, boy. Mine? After tonight? Well, I can see what's going on. You obviously cracked down too hard on the women folks. They're terrified of you. Afraid of wasting a second. Relax. Let them take it a little easier, Mr. Foss, Vice President. Why, George? Well, I guess I have been a little too straight. I think Liz has something to say about this. Don't you, Liz? Well, are you a woman or a trained seal? Oh, oh, oh. My favorite husband has been presented to the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. 
you know, if you need to be at a certain place at a certain time, you plan accordingly. If you're invited to dinner and you're told what time dinner will be served, you'll be there for that time. I personally think it's rather rude and inconsiderate if you don't take that into account and you show up whenever. If I'm told uh, that an event is starting at such and such time, I'm there for such and such time. However, I'm a DJ, so I always arrive three hours early or three to two hours, depending on the event, early so I can get set up. But it goes for anything. If people are expecting you at a certain time, you show up around that time. You don't show up two hours early. You don't show up two hours late. Now, did George go overboard with his time management? Maybe. Did Liz go overboard with her resentment of the time time management? Maybe. Who am I to say? And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcast. We are also on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you would like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and clicking on the support button. Tomorrow we join Private Eye, George Valentine, and Let George Do It, and join us again next Tuesday for a new episode of My Favorite Husband. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. Virtual Vinny.